Well, it's good to be with you all this morning. I hope you're transitioning to fall as best as you can. Uh, I've shared this before, but one of the more meaningful things uh, that I've experienced during my time here in Austin uh, is participating uh, at a Red Bench conversation, uh, which is hosted by IACT, uh, the Interfaith Action of Central Texas. And, you know, they host this space and and make space for folks to be able to share from different faith backgrounds uh, around different cultural as well as spiritual topics. Um, And so I've had a chance to connect with uh, their executive director, Simone Tamma Flowers, over the years. And uh, it's been just a gift to get to know her. And, you know, she's invited me to to speak with her at various rallies. Uh, One, when we were trying to welcome refugees here to Texas uh, earlier this year, uh, Stop Asian Hate Rally. And so it's been just a gift to get to know her and really appreciate her, grateful for her work uh, with IACT. And so we're really honored to have her with us this morning uh, as she opens up the scriptures. So welcome, Simone. Greetings. And thank you, Waylon. Thank you, Harmon. And thank you, everyone, for your support and being here this morning. I'm Simone Talma Flowers, and I serve as the Executive Director of Interfaith Action of Central Texas, IACT. At IACT, we work with people of diverse faiths and cultures. Our work is to come together to learn from each other, to build respect and understanding. Though there are many differences between us, We focus on what we have in common. Much of our work centers around the heart. We believe that we can build relationships with each other when we can connect from the heart. So today's lesson is going to be about the heart. The Gospel reading, Mark chapter 7, is very interesting in that Jesus addresses three groups in this reading. The Pharisees and scribes, the crowds of people who followed him, and his disciples. Jesus was going into different cities, villages, farms, and whenever people heard Jesus was there, they would go where he was, bringing sick people on mats, laying them down in the marketplaces, just wanting Jesus to heal them. In the first portion of the reading of Mark chapter 7, 1 to 8, Jesus addresses the scribes and Pharisees. It's a direct response to them as they were waiting for him, ready to find fault. They focused on Jesus' disciples having defiled hands, that is, eating without washing their hands. So they ask Jesus, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, 
but eat with defiled hands. Jesus said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandments of God and hold to human tradition. Jesus went on to tell the Pharisees that they were so concerned with rituals, traditions, that they were not following God's ways. Then in Mark 7, verse 14 to 15, Jesus addresses the crowds. Then Jesus called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile. But the things that come out is what defiles. Then Mark 7, 21 to 23, Jesus addresses his disciples. Then later, when Jesus left the crowds and entered the house, his disciples asked him to explain the parable. Jesus said, For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. Jesus is saying that it's not what you take into your body that defiles. It's what comes out of a person that defiles. And defile means to mar, corrupt, stain, spoil, poison, ruin. Jesus is talking about our heart. It's what's in our heart that causes us to act in particular ways that defiles us. It's our actions that defile us. It's what we say. It's what we do that defile us. Okay, put your heart, put your hand on your heart and feel your heart. Let, let us look and see what's in our heart. We are going to examine, heal, and purify our heart. 
I remember some years ago attending five days of the Parliament of World Religions conference in Salt Lake City. Every morning, there would be prayers by indigenous peoples. So I joined them one morning. I went forward and they prayed for me. One woman said, you need to take care of your heart, protect your heart. I thought, that was interesting. What does that mean? The heart means core. It is the center. It's the most important part. It's essential. In the human body, it's our life force. It's the organ that pumps blood from our arteries to our veins. It maintains the flow of blood throughout our body. So when we examine our heart, we ask, what is at our core? What is most important to us? Where is God? Is God central to us? How are we following God's word, God's commandments? Are we reading scriptures? Are we living God's word in our interactions with others? Are we living in compassion and kindness? Are we honoring each other? Or are we like the Pharisees? Are we following certain traditions, rituals that are preventing us from being with God? Are we following the law of the land and or following God's law? Are there blockages that are preventing us from receiving God and opening our heart fully to God? Are there areas in our heart that have hardened? Are there areas that are shut tight that we cannot even see within? This examination of our heart is our self-assessment, a deep level test, looking within ourselves to see where we are. What are our strengths and weaknesses? Is God anywhere close to the core? And are there areas we have shut God out of? The irony of it all is that God already knows where we are. However, we have to examine our heart so we can uncover our reality to ourselves, to look honestly and bravely at ourselves so we can be truthful and admit to God what we see. It is just between us and God. God already knows, yet loves us, despite of ourselves. So how do we heal our heart? 
We prepare for God to heal. After you examine your heart, maybe there are areas you see that need healing. You see the blockages in your heart, the parts that are hardened from pain and years of suffering. Yet, you need to clear the path, clear that blockage to heal your heart. How do you heal this brokenness, this pain? How do you forgive? How do you soften your hardened heart? Where do you go? What do you do to soothe and mend your heart? You go to God for guidance through prayer. Go to God in the space and place where you are most comfortable with God. Go where you can open your heart to God and invite God in. This can be anywhere. God is everywhere. God wants a relationship with you. God is a forgiving God and needs you right now. I recently went on a vacation with my husband to Hawaii. It was our wedding anniversary. And it was my first time ever going to Hawaii. So I was very excited. We took a helicopter ride over Maui and Molokai. As we went over Molokai, which is over 1.3 million years old, the cliffs were the tallest I have ever seen. There were multiple waterfalls over 2,000 feet high coming out of the mountains. It was magnificent. There was an awe and quietness that took over me. And I just started thanking God for the magnificence of life. Thanking God for this moment. For my life and for letting me live in this day and time. There was a peace that overcame me. The miracles and magnificence of God embraced me. God made all of this. God has been around for millions of years and will be around for millions more. In that moment, I asked myself, what problems am I trying to solve? Why am I stressing myself out? All I need to do is ask God. Go to God for all things. God is the creator, the giver of life, our redeemer. 
our loving God. Trust in God for all things. There is no other God. Purify our heart. On the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Give your heart to God. Follow God's word. Follow God's commandments. Give your heart and soul to God. For God is love. A purified heart is a heart of love. It's God's love that lives within you. Through God, all things are possible. Through God, peace, love, kindness abound. God's love is what purifies the heart. With God's love, at the center of your being, you see everyone, everything, with a gentle and loving heart. With a loving heart, you serve God in helping our neighbors and each other. In keeping a healthy and purified heart, we have to stay focused on God the core of our being. God is life. God is love. God has given us gifts to use to take care of ourselves and our families. Are we using the gifts God has given us to do God's work? To take care of our family, our community, or to assist our neighbors? To honor our mother, our father, our parents. Keeping a strong, purified heart is ensuring you exercise the gifts of God. The love of God in your everyday life. Sing praises to God and God's creation. Rejoice in the beauty that's around you. Laugh, sing, and be joyful in the miracles of the moment. Be present. God is with you. God blesses you and wants you to be happy. God knows your heart, but it's still up to you to open your heart to God. Invite God in. Jesus said that nothing we take in can defile us. It's what's within our heart and what goes out that defiles us. So, examine your heart. Where is God in your heart? Heal your heart. Prepare to bring God in your heart. Purify your heart. Let God's love fill and purify your heart. Keeping focus on God's love in all we think, say and do.
God loves you. God wants to be in relationship with you. God wants to be the center of your heart. The unity of God's love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.